0: So I tried to find an appropriate title for the sermon today, and it was either "That's just life," <laughs> "That's the way it goes." We're kind of having maybe a little bit one of those mornings. We had a little bit of shifting around here in hats. I'm carrying a microphone today and not wearing a headpiece just because Pastor Steve left it somewhere, and I'm not really sure where it's at. So this isn't pastor karaoke today, all right? With me grabbing the mic and rolling up here, but I kind of debated a little bit, life unexpected, but then I thought, isn't life always a little bit unexpected? And then I started thinking about interruptions. And so I landed with unexpected interruptions, and then I started trying to think, what would be a great graphic? And so I hunted this thing down, a Christmas tree on a beach. Might be pretty normal for those of you that are are living at the beach, but for me it was a little bit something out of the norm, all right? It would be kind of an unexpected interruption for me. And then I started Talking about this message with my family a little bit this weekend, and they were like, but aren't all interruptions unexpected? And I was like, no, not exactly. All right, some of them are and some of them aren't. Some of you had some of those surprises this week, didn't you? Yeah? Some of those things that popped up, The maybe part of the meal didn't go just right, maybe someone jumped in and um, was a part of your festivities that you weren't expecting. And so all of us, though, I'm going to have, by the time we get through here today, you're going to see all of us have unexpected interruptions, because if we are having a relationship with God, that's just kind of the way that it's going to be. So we were picking up our Christmas tree, um, which is one of our traditions of Thanksgiving. We were there um, the day after, um, you know, bright and early the next morning, grabbing ours, and very super helpful family that were a little farmer's market right across from Home Depot is where we grab ours typically every year. Um, Love the family that leads that place and and that works there. And um, she was telling me, she said, yeah, she said, this morning, she said, this guy kind of had what I would call an unexpected interruption. He pulled up in his convertible, and he was bound and determined that he was going to get that tree in there. And it was such a nice car that he didn't want anybody else to tie it down. And she said, But I kind of know how to do this. I've done that before on a convertible. And she's like, no, 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 no. And so sure enough, he hit the interstate, and it was gone. And so she said he came back and had to buy another tree. She said it was good for us, um, but it was definitely an unexpected interruption for him. And so uh, we all get those sometimes. Now, one of the other traditions, since I'm kind of in that in-between state of Thanksgiving and Christmas with you all on this message today One of the other things that kind of came to my mind was an interruption that I received one Christmas. Now, my wife is really big on ornaments. It's her thing. Everybody gets a special ornament every year, all right? And it usually is presented on uh, Christmas Eve, okay? It's not quite a Thanksgiving weekend. And so it has something to do with what has happened that year, all right? So you can imagine with four kids, and, you know, mom and dad in the house, the tree is pretty full. In fact, we're pretty much at tree number two at this point. Um, She was trying to give some of those away this year to uh, our our married kids to get them to take them home. But one year in particular, we had three kids at home, and um, we come around to Christmas time, and we're all opening up our little ornaments and doing our thing. And, you know, it – it didn't really necessarily surprise me at first. It, it took me just a few minutes to kind of clue in. But I get this ornament, and on the front of it, it says, number one, daddy. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's cool. She thinks I'm number one. The kids think I'm number one. I didn't have a very exciting year. There wasn't a whole lot going on for me that they could have found some kind of a special ornament to give me that would have been really great. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I get it. We got another one coming. This is child number four that's hitting our household. And was that an unexpected interruption? Maybe in a little way. It was a good interruption, but it was a little unexpected. I definitely wasn't expecting number four. And needless to say, I haven't received any more of these special ornaments since then, since we only have our four. So, and I'm not planning on it either. Um, But that was a fun thing. And speaking of kids um, and those wonderful four kids that I have, they all bring interruptions into our lives. And sometimes they're expected, sometimes they're unexpected. Um, One year in particular, my two older sisters were visiting me and they were always setting me up in front of my kids to have something, whether it was, you know, have something done to me. And so one night in particular, I think it was around Christmas time, we were all hanging out, and that night my sisters, who are probably about nine, ten years older than me, they go grab the kids' box of Legos, and they purposely spread them out all across the floor that night. Now, how many of you ever had that midnight walk of death? Yeah? Where you left the the bedroom and you had to go to the kitchen or wherever it might be, and all of a sudden you were stepping on everything. Well, I, needless to say walked away with very hurt feet and um, probably yelled pretty loud that night, um, and they will always get payback. My sisters always end up getting payback. But we have these things that come unexpected, but then, like I said, sometimes you just expect it. It's just some things that are going to happen. With kids, things are going to get broken. Um, With my oldest, it just became expected. We knew we were going to go to the emergency room at least once a year, all right? It just happened. That was one of those things. And even when they get to be teenagers, and some of you parents of teens i have found that it's not just with teenagers. It's even parenting adult kids. When you get that phone call and they start out with the word, so, Dad, you know, it's just one of those unexpected interruptions that's probably coming your way. And as I thought about this message, and it's not so much about kids today. It's not about family ministry. It's not about trying to navigate parenthood, all right? That's not what our message is about today. As I really kind of started thinking through it, it's about me. It's a message that's about you. It's most definitely about God, but it's also about our response. And it's also about being a part of something bigger than you and I. I was 16, um, had spent the few years just in a really rebellious state, in my life. I mean, I wasn't doing a lot of bad, super things that would have landed me in jail or anything, but for me, it was a pretty bad time. And finally, at the kind of the end of my rope, I ended up back in church. Some friends of mine that I had kind of turned against and wasn't very nice to called me up one day. And it didn't hurt that they sent a car full of uh, junior and senior girls to pick me up in front of my house. That was pretty nice, too. That was a good, unexpected interruption. But they grab me, they take me to church, I get there, and one of the things they say is, hey, it's time for you to start living a little different and for your life to be different. And so I was, have always been thankful for those close friends that I had that came alongside me. But here's where my unexpected interruption came. And I may have shared the story with y'all guys previously, but, but it's a part of how I got into ministry today. I was walking down the hall after church Headed back towards the offices at this particular building because I had to go that way to meet up with my mom and dad in the parking lot. And as I'm going through, my youth minister Kurt comes up to me in the hall. Now, to imagine Kurt, he looks like a six and a six foot five Ronald McDonald. He had uh, he was a white guy with big bushy afro and it was bright red as it could possibly be. And we loved Kurt. He was a fun guy. But he walks up to me and of course we don't have cell phones or anything like that. And he hands me a piece of paper. He said, hey, I'll catch you this afternoon. What is he talking about? So I just stuck it in my pocket. I thought, you know, I'll figure it out. I'll call somebody and see if there's an event I'm missing or something I'm supposed to be at this afternoon here at church. And keep this in mind, I'm still just getting back associated with church. It's something where I'm kind of reconnecting, and I came out of a place where I wasn't so great. And so I looked down at the paper, and it said, meet me at 4 o'clock at this address. I didn't know what the address was. We didn't have GPS. I asked my dad. He goes, yeah, I think I know where that's at. He was going to have to drive me anyway, um, because he wasn't going to let me take the car that day. And so he drives, and he drops me off at 4, and I'm standing there in the front of the parking lot. And finally, Kurt pulls up. And guess where I'm at? I'm at a nursing home. And I'm like, what in the world am I doing in a nursing home? I'm 16 years old. I have better things to do today. But I was so curious about what it was because this had become an interruption in my life. A year later, I helped win a 98 year old man to Christ. And through that process, God also tapped me on the shoulder and said, I'm interrupting your life. Totally unexpected for a 16 year old who had just come out of a life that wasn't real great. Fast forward number of years later, there was a friend of mine that I had run into. His name was Claude. We served together in the same town in Texas. And Claude did something really super unique one year. He really felt this calling that God was asking him to go to another church. So he ups and resigns one Sunday, very abruptly. An interruption to that church, an interruption to the community, and brought a lot of curiosity to me, and I talked with him about it and asked him, he said, all I can tell you is that God has told me to do this. It's very clear. I've prayed about it. I've asked others, and it's what I'm supposed to do. And I thought, you're insane, man. You have He had eight kids. And I thought, you don't have a job? You don't have nothing? That is crazy. So here I am. I'm living in Arizona. I'm in Tempe. I'm serving in a small Baptist church there and have been there for a couple of years with the full intention of staying for several years. had no reason not to. And all of a sudden, Lori and I began praying and talking, and we were having a rather odd conversation. We were supposed to be going somewhere else, but we didn't know where it was. God wasn't making that clear to us. There was no phone calls from another church. Hey, we've really been watching what you're doing. We'd love for you to come minister at our church. We have an opening. We heard about you. Somebody gave us your name. None of that was happening. But all of a sudden, there was this unexpected interruption in my life. And had I not walked through it with a close friend, Claude, I don't know that I would have recognized it or I would have understood it. And God said, I need you to leave your job. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> I've got three kids. I'm not going to leave my job. That just doesn't even make sense. And Lori and I both talked about it. We prayed about it. We prayed about it. It became an unexpected interruption. The day that I resigned, was the very day, three hours after I made that announcement, that a church in Texas called me up and said, hey, we're just wondering if you might be available to come and help us because we need you to do in our youth group what you did for this church here. It's kind of in a rough patch. Would you come help us out? And so I was like, wow. Had I not responded and done what God wanted me to do, would that phone call have come through? would I have been obedient to the point that I needed to be? And so unexpected interruptions are sometimes little things, sometimes they're big things, but I think they're life-changing moments is what they are. Sometimes the little stuff could be just somebody's behind you in the line at the supermarket, or maybe you stop to talk to a neighbor while you're out for a walk. It could be that you've got a co-worker that has a problem and they sit down with you one day. All simple things. Where God interrupts your life in the middle of the day and he asks you to, to, in, to become a part of a story that might involve somebody else but definitely involves him. Or it could be something that's more complex. Maybe you find out you're sick. Maybe you have lost someone this year. I lost my mom. Very unexpected interruption. But one of the things it's done is it's allowed me to get closer to my dad. And having a relationship that I hadn't had before, and so it's an unexpected interruption with a good thing behind it. Maybe you get a great new job in town, or maybe you meet that special person, that one that you know that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. And so it could be good things, it could be bad things, but they're all become interruptions. I was uh, couldn't couldn't help but think how perfect and fitting it was. And I know y'all had to have seen the story because it showed up on every news network over the last few days. It's a positive story. It's a good thing, and people want that during the week of Thanksgiving. But the guy, Johnny, that was the homeless guy. I know know you probably have heard about this. Philadelphia, there's a lady that has run out of gas um, outside of town. She stops, and her name's Kate. And Kate is there, and she doesn't know what to do. She realizes that she's not going to be able to make it to the gas station where she wants to to get to at this point. And so this guy with a full long beard and you know, he's he looks like what a homeless guy might look like and he comes up to her and he says, "Don't get out of your car." He said, "What's your problem?" And she said, "Well, I think I've run out of gas." He said, "I've got you taken care of." So he leaves and He goes and takes the last 20 bucks that's in his pocket, he gets a gas can, he fills it up with gas, he comes back, he puts it in his car, in her car, and she goes on. So she goes back, she's talking to her boyfriend about this, she's like, we need to do something for this guy. He was so extremely nice, and it could have gone another direction, but that was so awesome, it was an unexpected interruption that happened in her life. And so here's what, what happened, what she did with that interruption. She went back and she got to know the guy, her boyfriend with her, and began having conversations, found out that he had been in the military, was kind of down on his luck, having a rough time. So she started a GoFundMe with the simple goal of raising about $10,000. As of last night, when I pulled up the GoFundMe page to look at it, she had raised $362,000 for this guy. And I have got to imagine that that's going to probably skyrocket having been on the networks all this week. I think people are going to be looking it up. You know the first thing that he said that he wanted to do? Because this was an interruption in two people's lives. It wasn't just one. It was two. It was an interruption in Johnny and Kate's life. And he said, I'm going to take care of some of my immediate needs. But he said, I'm going to use the rest of it and I'm going to give it away and I'm going to minister to other people. An interruption that came in his life, unexpected. And what got me on this was a couple of verses. I started thinking, we're in between Thanksgiving, we're in between Christmas, and so naturally, this is about the time of the year that I'll open up and I'll start reading the Christmas stories. I just kind of do it. I'm trying to get myself into the season. I'm not quite there with Christmas music yet, are you? Some of you are, some of you aren't. My family is, they've been blasting it all weekend long, and I'm just not there yet. Give me another week, all right? I'll kind of get into it, but I looked at a couple of verses that I wanted to share with you this morning. But first of all, let's look at the one slide that I've kind of been saying the phrase a little bit, whether you caught it or not, and I want to make sure that you get it. God's interruption is my invitation. It's not an interruption. It's my invitation. God's interruption is my invitation. And I hope that you get that today as we leave here and as we think through it. So I turn in the Bible, and I'm first of all going to Mary, and I go to Luke chapter 1, and those verses are going to be on the screen for you. And it said that the angel went to her and said, Greetings to you. You're highly favored, all right? The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. So she has an interruption in her life. This angel comes and talks to her, and notice a couple of things that I'm going to call out. The angel said, don't be afraid. All right? So I'm going to kind of stop with that part. I thought, okay, Mary was afraid. Was Joseph afraid? And so I jumped over to the next set of verses over in Matthew, and I'm looking there, and I go to Matthew chapter 1. And I I read here, here's another interruption. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. All right, We all know kind of how the story goes. He found out, and he decided that Mary was, for his safety, her safety, for everybody's safety involved, it would be better if they just quietly split directions. And so he had intentions. His plan was this, to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, and he said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. One of our first response when life is interrupted sometimes is that we we get scared. We don't know how to quite handle it. We like traditions. We like stability. We like things to pretty much stay on course, unless you're one of those type A personalities, and then you might be seeking it out. And we're going to talk about some of those here in a minute, too. But in these two examples that we have here, Joseph and Mary are getting an invitation. It's not an interruption, but it's an invitation. And it's an invitation to not only their story, because what does God say? He says, I know the plans I have for you. Your steps were preordained. I know where you're headed. I know where you're going. And I'm inviting you to the story, and I'm asking you to come in and be a part of it. But bigger than that, I'm inviting you to come in and be a part of my story. I'm asking you to come in and be a part of what I'm trying to accomplish because I have the big picture in mind. And so this unexpected interruption, this curveball that comes our direction, sometimes we do. The first thing we do, we respond in fear. God's interruption is my invitation. And so I started thinking about, well, who else in the Bible, though, had interruptions? And who else was invited to something bigger? And I started thinking, there's got to be more. And so I started looking, and I started thinking about every character I knew. I love character Bible studies. If you've never done one of those, you need to do that. That's a great way to navigate the Bible. Go and just study characters. Just study people. And match it up. Compare what happens in the Bible between them. Um, Get to know what's going on in their lives, because you may find that you have a lot of similarities to what they're going on. And so as I started thinking through and being invited to this bigger picture, I found something interesting that I started noting. I'm going to just name some of these for you. Saul. Saul had an unexpected interruption in his life that became an invitation. Saul became Paul. He was persecuting Christians. He needed an intervention in his life, and God came along and he gave that to him. We have Jonah. Thought back to him. He was supposed to be going and speaking to the people of Nineveh. Didn't want to do it. He had a heart problem. He had a problem in here with the ability to offer grace and to offer forgiveness. And he was angry and he was upset. And Jonah had his life interrupted by an invitation to do something else. Peter is one of those type A personalities. He always wanted to do more. He was the guy that was trying to jump out of the boat that grabbed the sword. And so he was a little hasty sometimes And so it wasn't necessarily an interruption in his life that came because someone came up to him, but it might have been an interruption that he actually caused by some of his actions and some of the things that he did. Then, I love this one, the woman that was sick that reached out when Jesus came by and touched his robe, he was actually the one interrupted a little bit there, but at the same time her life was interrupted by her faith and by the strength that she possessed to reach out and believe in Christ to do something for her that nobody else could do. And so I don't know where you're at this morning. That's the next thing that I ask myself. Where am I? Where am I at this point in my life? What am I looking for? How does God need to interrupt me? What needs to change? Am I more like Saul? Am I more like Peter? Am I like the woman that reached out to reach for Christ? And you could go and see multiple characters. I don't have enough time to, to dive into all of them. What am I seeking? Maybe I'm like Peter. I'm looking for something a little bit more. I feel really close to Christ, but I want to go to the next level. What do I need to learn? What God? What is God trying to teach me? And as I thought about that, the next thing that comes along is when God interrupts us is really our ability isn't the next thing we kind of question? Well, God, I don't know if I could do this. And I thought immediately about Moses. Boy, his life was full of interruptions, wasn't it? At birth, he's put with another family. He has two families now. Life goes on. He's being raised as a prince. And all of a sudden, life goes another direction for him, and he's in the wilderness. He is out fleeing for his life, trying to stay safe. And then the burning bush. And I want to throw that verse up to you Real quick, because sometimes this is a response that we have. So now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh, God said, to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I? God, you're, you're tapping me. You're interrupting my life. Things were fine out here, and what I was going, what I was doing, and how life was the direction it was going for me. I'm okay. I have a family here now. It's all good. Who am I that I should go? and bring the Israelites out. And so when life gets interrupted and God brings that invitation, sometimes that's the very first thing that we do. Why me? I can't. I'm not able. You don't understand. Nothing's going to change if I go. Nothing's going to make a difference if I go to my neighbor and talk to them about Christ. Nothing's going to change if I get involved in that ministry of church or if I go on that mission trip Look at life through another set of lenses because God's interruption is your invitation. And he wouldn't have interrupted if he didn't think you could handle it. I went back and I I was looking a little bit at some of the the verses that were there in front of Mary and Joseph. We, We saw they responded in fear. One of the other things that the angel said that really stuck out to me, you were favored, Mary. And I think, well, what was it that made her special? She was a 16-year-old girl. She was in that age frame. and, And had she done anything miraculous at that point? Maybe not. Maybe she had. We don't know a lot of details about her life at that point. And we look at some of the other characters in the Bible that we've been talking about and thinking through. And I thought, were any of them super special? Think about the disciples. Jesus went to the to sometimes the most unexpected people, and he said, come follow me. Come do what I'm doing. I'm inviting you to walk alongside me and to be a part of this. I don't think that he wanted to go to the A-list people every time and invite them to be a part. Sure, some of them got to be a part of what he was doing at that time, but I think Jesus a lot of times went to the person they would have to ask the question, why me? And most importantly, because even of what we saw in Pharaoh's, in the the response when Moses questioned about Pharaoh, God said, I am is with you. I am is going to walk with you. And so this invitation is incredible, because it's not just an invitation to do something special or to be a hero, but it's an invitation to get to the next level of your story And it's also an invitation to be a part of God's story and to be a part of something bigger. And so what do we do with that when the ask comes our way and when we think about our abilities? We do what Mary and we do what Joseph said. And I love this. You can see it on the screen up there. What did Mary say? I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Joseph woke up. And he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. So many other people that we can think of in regards to this. And I started rolling through them. Abraham was credited to him as righteousness, and he started a new nation. David, a little shepherd boy, who was willing to pick up the stones. His life was interrupted, and he stood before a giant, and later became king. We think about Ruth, who lost family and and ended up walking along along Naomi's side. And then you have Boaz that comes into the picture. All of them, life interrupted. Family dynamics were changing. And they were obedient to what they were asked to do. We talked about Mary and Joseph. We talked about the disciples. We have Roman soldiers. All of these people are a part of the bigger story and the thing that God was trying to accomplish And I think it brings us to a phrase that I don't want you to forget this morning, and I want you to see it on this next slide because it's super important. Outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. We get worried about what is this going to do to me? What is this going to do to my dynamics? That's why it's an unexpected interruption. God has it already taken care of. All he's waiting is for you just to say yes, to be willing to jump out there and say, I'll do that. I am willing to go and to walk down that road. Yes, I'm receiving that invitation, but you and I have got to start to develop eyes because how do we normally respond to those interruptions that come our way? We push away from them. We don't like them, not right now. I would love to help you out, but I'm on a schedule. That doesn't really fit in with my calendar. I've got too much on my plate right now, too many things going on. And then sometimes the interruptions are forced on us, and we just, what do we do? We give up. We just sit back, and we, we don't try to engage it and find out, God, why are you walking us down this road? Why am I a part of this? Why did I lose somebody? Why is, is this sickness a part of my life? Why are these things going on with me? This is an interruption that I didn't want, I didn't ask for. And God says, I'm inviting you to come and to be a part of a bigger picture. And I want to do something with you and don't worry about the outcome. I want you to just be obedient. One of my favorite writers um, that I love to just go back and I wish you'd have had more time on this earth because I would think there would be so much more that we could dive into. Oswald Chambers. A lot of you... Read My utmost for His Highest, and that's been a big part of your life. He served as a chaplain in World War II. He He was learning, going to school, was tapped to go into the military. And so him and his wife ended up serving soldiers in Egypt together. And his life motto and his passion can be summarized in these words. God's will, he said, can be found in any circumstance of life. So long as individuals are willing to have a personal relationship with Christ and completely abandon themselves to him, the great word of Jesus is to his disciples is the word abandon, he wrote. And when God has brought us into this relationship of disciples, when we have accepted Christ, when we've been willing to abandon ourselves and come alongside other Christians, we have to venture on his word, trust entirely on him, and watch when he brings us into it, how it will take off. What it'll do. This morning, maybe you're sitting here in your life, interruption, you've never viewed it as an invitation. I don't know what's going on with you today. And so I want to ask you to do this. We're going to pray together here as we, we kind of close out. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to ask you to pray about a couple of different things. First off, I want you to ask, where am I? Because remember we looked back at first at some of the characters when their life was interrupted. Paul. Was Saul. Peter. might be like the woman at the well. So many characters we can go to. Where are you? And just be honest with God right now. Just say, God, this is where I'm at. You might have to say, I'm a little fearful of an interruption right now. God, I wouldn't welcome an interruption right now. You might say, God, bring the interruption. I can't wait. I want to be challenged. I want to be pushed. And so here's the next thing that I want you just to, to maybe be honest with God about. God, help me to have eyes to see the interruption. Help me have eyes to anticipate it. And to know that this is not something to turn my life upside down, but this is an interruption that's an invitation. God, help me to see the little things this opportunity to do something more. I want to pray for all of you that are in that place right now, that you're honest and you're ready. And then as soon as I get through praying, I want to offer a a different invitation for some of the rest of you that might be in this room today. So let's pray together first. God, I want to lift up to you the adults and the parents and the families and the kids and the students. It doesn't matter what age we are, We see that you interrupt us. God, you you come alongside us and you tap us on the shoulder and you want to do something big. It's a part of your story. It was planned in advance. And what do you need? You just need our obedience. God, help us to be obedient. And we say amen and so be it. And now for those of you that may be sitting here in this room, in a minute we're going to stand. And maybe that invitation, that interruption for you today is that you need to ask Jesus Christ into your heart. I'm going to be down here. Steve's going to be down here. And we're willing and ready to talk with you about that because today might be the interruption that you need that's going to totally change your life. Just like Oswald Tom Chambers was saying in that quote that I read to you, it's that invite all right, to abandon ourselves completely to Christ that becomes life-changing and helps us to become a part of a bigger story in what God wants us to do. And I don't want you to hesitate. I don't want you to think about it very long, because if you stand out there and you think about it for a while, here's what's going to happen. You're going to convince yourself to not be interrupted. You're not going to take that invitation, okay? For whatever reason, I grew up in church. Everybody knows me. Or I'm here visiting today. This really isn't a church where I plug into. It doesn't matter. If God's trying to get your attention today and interrupt, don't hesitate to respond. We would love to talk with you and help lead you in a prayer to receive Christ. Let's all stand together.